0: The Growth Mindset Experience was never meant to be a podcast that is merely listened to. I hope it is a podcast where listeners can discover how they can expand their own growth mindsets and then turn around and apply them, application being the key concept. I've recently shared via social media three lessons that I have learned since starting a podcast. They are these. Lesson number one, I can choose to do hard things. Lesson number two. I learn best as I go. And lesson number three, growth mindsets are built faster when done together. These lessons in a large part were learned because of those who have supported me in this journey. I'm now choosing to apply these and other lessons that I've learned from guests, listeners, and my own experiences from the show and return to school. This will result in a hiatus of the show as my time, energy, and frankly, sanity will be required elsewhere. As we do one last growth mindset examination before a pause of the show, I invite you to reflect on how you can apply your takeaways from the past 24 episodes that will ultimately lead you to being a better version of yourself. This episode, we are fortunate to look into the growth mindset of an American hero, Harriet Tubman. Her application of growth mindset not only led her to being the best version of herself, but allowed thousands the opportunity to become the best versions of themselves as well. Welcome to the Growth Mindset Experience Podcast. Here we are inspired to expand our growth mindsets in every aspect of life by creating a community where everyone learns growth mindset from everyone. This is done by examining the growth mindsets of both historical figures and everyday people. We now enter the growth mindset experience. Okay, we're back for another episode, episode 24, and this is the finale of our Black History mini-series, and we're going to be taking some time to talk about Harriet Tubman, a legend. But before we do that, I want to introduce our guest again, Hasn't been very long since we've had him. Really, Juan, it's been a quick, quick minute since you've been on the show. If you have not heard episode 22, listen to it. Juan is our guest on that episode and really did a phenomenal job of investigating the growth mindset of Nelson Mandela. Let me share a few fun facts about Juan. Fun fact number one, he has been teaching history courses for a decade now and has never lost his enthusiasm for learning. If you don't believe me, Just listen to any of the episodes that he's on because you'll know that. Fun fact number two, he is a born and raised Spaniard that is fluent in five languages and he's learning a sixth. Fun fact number three, Juan has started his own podcast for the extended learning of his History 1700 students. It's called The Munchies with Mr. C. And I love the approach to his podcast as he takes a bite-sized part bite-sized, hence the munchies, the bite-sized part of history and goes into a little bit of depth on the topic in typically 10 minutes or less. All right, we're going to be talking about Harriet Tubman and she has a phenomenal story. Juan, go ahead and take a few minutes and share that story with us before we then take the rest of the episode to examine her growth mindset.
1: Perfect. Let's go. Araminta Ross, later known as Harriet Tubman, is born on March 1822, in a country deeply divided by slavery, and since 1820, literally so. The political parties in the country have just agreed to include new states only in pairs of slave, non-slave, in order to keep the balance of power between states who support slavery and those who don't. Born in a slave state, Maryland, Harriet would often be beaten and whipped by her different masters, which many historians believe may have led to a head wound that caused her to become dizzy often and suffer from hypersomnia for the rest of her life. If you don't know what that is, we're talking about being super tired during the day and then still having spells of not being able to sleep at night. Among her friends, she was known as Moses. As after her injuries, she was also prone to visions and vivid dreams during daytime. In 1849, Harriet escaped to Philadelphia on foot, a journey of some 300 miles along the Underground Railroad, a network of safe houses in various parts of the country that would help escaped runways arrive to non-slave states. Almost immediately, Harriet turned around, went back to the plantation from which she had escaped and rescued her immediate family. As word spread of her rescue missions, Tupman increased the number of individuals she saved every time she returned, eventually bringing hundreds of slaves to freedom. Always traveling in winter when nights are long and at night to avoid detection, the danger to her and the people she helped was tremendous. In 1859, she helped John Brown organize the raid on Harper's Ferry, in which white northerners attempted to raid the local weapons depot in order to help slaves free themselves. Even though the raid failed, leading to the death of John Brown, Harriet continued to rescue the individuals using the Underground Railroad. Moses, as she was then known, never lost a passenger, and Southerners never had any clue that an ex-slave was responsible for the disappearance of so many. That's how brazen she was. She looked like a slave. She was short. She was non-conspicuous. So no one noticed that she was around. It's just incredible courage. Once the Civil War began in 1861, Harriet immediately offered her services to the Union Army, who, unable to recruit a woman or person of color, originally passed off her services and asked her to cook for African-Americans who had escaped from the South. To Abraham Lincoln who was not at all prepared to take on African-American soldiers or African-American freedom, Tubman wrote, God won't let master Lincoln beat the South till he does the right thing. He can do it by setting the Negro free. In January of 1863, Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation and immediately she organized a group of African-American scouts to point out the locations of Southern plantations, mines, and ways to get people in and out of those locations. Southerners ignored Lincoln's proclamation, so Harriet was already planning how to get people out. She also spied for the Union, providing Colonel James Montgomery with the intelligence necessary to capture Jacksonville, Florida. On June 1863, after much spying and reconnaissance work, Harriet was allowed to lead 150 African-American soldiers on the Combahee Ferry Raid. She was able to lead the soldiers around landmines set up by the Confederates to stop enemy raids and successfully rescue an estimated 750 ex-slaves. In 1868, Frederick Douglass wrote to Tubman, I know of no one who has willingly encountered more perils and hardships to serve our enslaved people than you have. It was true. Seldom do we find a more courageous individual in the Civil War era. She was a runaway slave, a scout, a spy, a military leader, an advocate for women's rights, and the savior 2000s. It's no wonder then she was called Moses.
0: Such a fascinating story. And one one of the things that impresses me the most about the growth mindset that she portrayed is she did so many different things. She wore so many different hats. Like right there at the end, you talked about how, you know, she was a savior to thousands and in, in helping them escape slavery. She was a military leader and she had so many different things that she did throughout her life. And what impresses me a lot is that she did all of them well. I love that aspect of her growth mindset. She didn't limit herself to being one thing, but she allowed herself to be multiple things. And she was able to excel at all of them, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, I think it's incredible. And we often talk about the plasticity of individuals with a, with a really awesome growth mindset and how they can change from situation to situation. And we mentioned that with Nelson Mandela and we talked about the Victorian Albert, you know, you see a problem and you you're not afraid to face it. And she sees the problem. She's not afraid to change. I think what she really brings to the table is that it's about keeping the sights in the end. You always shift in the moment, but you never shift your end goal. And her goal was to save people. And she was going to save people. And she was never going to stop. And she did whatever needed to be done in order to achieve that end goal. And I think
0: that's really awesome. So what growth mindset component charms you the most from the story of Harriet Tubman?
1: Yeah, I think it's absolutely her resilience and her ability to push through difficult situations. And and again, we mentioned you know that one may need to recognize at some point, look, you know what? This is not working. I need to do something else. And she does that, but she never loses sight of the end goal. It is only when we lose sight of the end that we lose our present. And Harriet Tubman is firmly grounded in that idea. So no matter what she does, she's always aiming in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. And that's that's just incredible vision. You think about some of the greatest organizations or the greatest businesses, or maybe some of even the greatest leaders that are around today, and they have vision. They know where they want to be. They know where they want to work towards. And, and that's what she does. And so I've got some quotes from hers here. You know, when we do historical figures, I like just sharing quotes with the audience, the things that they've said to get a better idea on kind of what their mindset was via their own words. And so I'm going to share these with you and I'm really interested to get your take on them. So here's the first one, quote, I was the conductor of the Underground Railroad for eight years. And I can say what most conductors can't say. I never ran a train off the track and I never lost a passenger, end quote.
1: That's impressive to to hear her say that. I can say what most conductors cannot. And of course, conductors are not really driving a train here. But the metaphor is powerful. Here's my rail. Here's my train. Here's my goal. And I'm going to get these people north. I never strayed. And I think that's powerful in itself. And we think of her as these sort of sweet, five foot tall, lady but she was known to carry a a a small gun with her and she when people threatened to to go back they were too scared she would pull out this gun and she would say things like you will either go forward or you will lay here forever and people were surprised i think of just her ability to keep the end in sight there's at least one time where this sort of frail man was was trying to say, maybe I'll just go back. I'm slowing you down. And she said, no, she pulled out her gun and said, forward or here. And that guy made it, you know, he made it across. And 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 so when she says that, it's, I never strayed. I never gave up. I never surrendered to the, to the circumstances. I knew my goal and I kept the faith and I kept going. And that's absolutely impressive. I, I don't know if I could do the same thing.
0: Well, especially when your life and the people's life that you're with is on the line the way that it was. And before we get into the second quote, let's take a minute and talk about some of the other people that played a role in the Underground Railroad. because obviously it wasn't just Harriet Tubman. there were there were other people that played a role in that. There were other people that would help hide slaves as they traveled north and that would share information and do those kind of things. It wasn't just one conductor per se, you know, going back to the metaphor, but it was really a whole team. It was a whole operation of of people that were willing to put their lives on the line, not just Harriet Tubman, but others as well that were willing to put their lives on the line to help these enslaved people find freedom. What impresses you about those others that were involved that followed the lead of Harriet Tubman? And how do you think that Harriet's leadership and the relationship that she built with these people inspired them to continually put their own lives at risk for how they were helping those enslaved escape.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting you know idea. Of course, we have we can attribute her all the credit, and she doesn't give herself all the credit either. She says I was one of the few conductors. We have individuals as as well known as John Brown, for example, who does conduct the Harper ferry raid later on he is an absolute fighter for for african-american rights he wants africans to be free to become citizens of the united states and he sees that there's no political way to get this done and so he goes and gets guns he brings his sons with him and in the end it all fails john brown was a a, a Northern white who was trying to to get this done for, for African-Americans at the time. You have people like Thomas Garrett, any Quaker at the time was pro-abolition. So we have a lot of whites in the North fighting for this. But Thomas Garrett is, is a fascinating man. He's a station master, so he's not a conductor, but he manages outhouses, he manages safe houses, he manages all sorts of property in order to get people across. And that carried a ton of danger as the person putting your name on a house that might be used as a station right and so there's a lot of individuals out there that were inspired by her and and I think in many cases people saw her and they thought what are we going to do how are we going to get this problem solved and her single fixated ability to stay on task to stay on goal to see the end I think, inspire these people to do more and to do better. And so in the end, what we see is that that vision doesn't just apply to us. It applies to everybody around us. There's a great book I read once that talks about how when we keep our light on, when we shine, we unconsciously give other people's permission to do the same. Those people shine because we do. Yeah. And I think, of course, the the African-American spiritual, that little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And that's what she does. I am going to shine. I'm going to show you the way. Now go and do your thing. And so individuals, again, like John Brown, Thomas Garrett, I mean, William Still, Levi Coffin. These are individuals inspired by that light and then pushing through when maybe otherwise they wouldn't have. And that's awesome in a leader.
0: So let's go into the second quote here real quick. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world, end quote. And I'm going to tie a question in with this one. How do you think Harriet Tubman's growth mindset changed the world, obviously for the better?
1: He was a champion. I mean, Harriet Tubman was unquestionably one of the greatest heroes of the 19th century, let alone American history overall. And There's a sense when she speaks the quote that people have called her this as a way to make fun of her, that they say, you're just a dreamer, you're naive, you're short, you're you're African, you're an ex-slave, you're illiterate. I mean, there's, there's really nothing you can do about this. And she says, you know what, kids? Every great dream begins with a the dreamer. There's no other way to go about it. You know, and I think of so many quotes in history and 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 in texts that we've read over and over again, but it, it's almost like by small things, do great things come to pass. And every dream begins with a dreamer has that sense of, Small things that just roll. They just go down the hill on a snowy afternoon and they turn into this tide of of weight and power and authority, right? You have within you the strength. You have within you the patience. You have within you the passion. And if somebody's calling you a dreamer, you're already there. All you got to do is just keep the end in sight. Never never stop dreaming because that is how things get done those who don't dream don't achieve
0: so with that we're going to go ahead and close this episode of the growth mindset experience which finishes our black history mini-series thanks for taking part of that and wanda was great to have you
1: thank you again gordon it's been a pleasure
0: thank you thank you for listening to the growth mindset experience podcast please leave a five-star review and share the show with your friends before joining us next time Until then, keep growing and remember that you, my friends, are the Growth Mindset Experience.